The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, we made it to Friday again. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, September 2nd, 2022. Friday of the 22nd week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2. Friday's a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is St. Ingrid of Sweden. Born in Sweden in the 13th century, she was the first Dominican nun in Sweden. In 1281, she founded the first Dominican cloister there. She died in 1282, surrounded by an aura of sanctity, Miracles obtained through her intercession followed and led to a popular cult of St. Ingrid. But during the Reformation, the cult came to an end and her convent and relics were destroyed. St. Ingrid of Sweden, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, in union with that divine intention with which you offered to God your praises on earth through your most sacred heart, and now offer them in the sacrament of the Eucharist everywhere, even to the end of time, I most gladly offer you throughout this entire day all my thoughts and intentions, all my affections and desires, all my words and deeds, in imitation of the most holy heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary Immaculate. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that the death penalty which attacks the dignity of the human person may be legally abolished in every country. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace and make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. We as Catholics, as Christians, are we a fasting people or a feasting people? Do we fast or do we feast? I remember Growing up in my household, we, we loved feast days. We loved them a lot. We looked forward to them. We would prepare for them. And in a sense, looking back, I realized that my parents were building up a family culture rooted in Christ and in Christ's life by teaching us how to celebrate the great feast days of the church. Of course, Christmas being, we could say, the culmination Christmas and Easter were huge days in our house. Really, we lived all the days around those feast days with great, with great celebration. Um, and, and traditions were tied to those feasts. One very small example. Uh, Christmas morning, we had the tradition, not exactly sure why, of having kielbasa, a Polish sausage, uh, for Christmas breakfast. And that was something that we looked forward to. Another tradition was reading a specific children's book uh, out loud on Christmas Eve, Easter Sunday, Easter egg hunt with all the, the cousins, everybody running around the backyard looking for eggs. 
These were little traditions that reflected our feasting, big feasts like Christmas or Easter or the Assumption of Our Lady or the Immaculate Conception, but then also smaller feast days, even something as simple as the names day of someone in the house, of one of our siblings, congratulating them for their saint's day, and the foods associated with these feasts. So looking back, I could say, yes, we were a feasting people. But then also I have memories of fasting. And those memories, in a sense, are even sharper. The way we would fast on Ash Wednesday or on Good Friday, which were total fasts, but also the, the sacrifices that we would make during Lent, which we would struggle to keep through those 40 days, or also the, the way our parents taught us to live habitual mortification, small sacrifices that we could offer up to God and offer up for specific intentions. Sometimes I remember being told, well, why don't you offer that up for, for so-and-so? Praying with our bodies, that hunger that, that teaches us uh, to, to be spiritual. And so, looking back, I could say we were also a fasting people. So do we fast or do we feast? Jesus, this is the question that is posed to you today in the Gospel reading from the Gospel of Luke. And they said to him, the disciples of John fast often, and they offer prayers, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees. But your disciples eat and drink. And so we're presented with this kind of dichotomy. Hey, the Pharisees, the disciples of John the Baptist, those groups, right, those Jews, they're fasting. They live disciplines. They offer prayers. But all we see your guys doing is partying. The disciples of Jesus, they go to parties. They eat, they drink, they, they celebrate. So what is the right path? What are we supposed to do? And Jesus, you, you answer them in, in such a deep way. In a sense, you go past that dichotomy and you say, can you make wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. So Jesus, you, you kind of shift the question to not look so much at whether it's fasting or feasting, but you center our minds on you, on you as the bridegroom. And that's what we want to pray about in these 10 minutes is to focus on, on the fact that you are the bridegroom and that we, the church, are your bride. And you might recall that other parable of the, of the ten virgins, right? The five foolish virgins and the five wise virgins. All of the, the wedding, in a sense, is, is culminating in the bridegroom arriving at the house of the bride. It's the coming of the bridegroom. And when he arrives, the celebration begins. When the two are united, the celebration takes off. It's time to party. And so when to fast or when to feast, has everything to do with, with Jesus. Is Jesus with us, or has he left us? Now, we could say that we're constantly in this cycle of fasting and feasting. What are the reasons for our fasting? Well, for the Christian, fasting is ultimately about fasting from sin. Right? So in order for Jesus, the bridegroom, to be in my heart, 
I need to die to sin. I need to make room for him, and therefore I need to fast, to die to my passions. Fasting is also an ancient way of preparing for the Eucharist. Again, the Eucharist is Jesus himself. The Eucharist is the bridegroom who wants to enter into my home. He wants to come into my body in communion. And so we refrain from eating, we fast before Mass, precisely as an expression of the fact that, in a way, the bridegroom has been taken away from us for a time, and now he's coming back, and once we receive him in communion, we will feast. What a beautiful thing. You may know that in the early church, there were these total fasts that would precede all of the major feasts of the, of the year. And so the ancient name for this fast was statio, from the verb sto, or stare in Latin, which means to stand watch, to be on guard, or in vigil, just like those virgins waiting by the door for the bridegroom to arrive. And the statio fast was total. So people wouldn't eat for, for almost a whole day before the big feast. And it was a means of watching and of waiting for something, right? for someone, for the arrival of the bridegroom on the big feast day of, for example, Christmas or Easter. So that total fast is still kept in a way before every Mass, right? before receiving you, Jesus, in Holy Communion. I want to, in a sense, empty myself and prepare for your arrival, to be on watch. So that's a good way to think about our fasting before Mass. You know, sometimes we can cut corners if we're not careful. We can say, well, you know, I've got half an hour here. I won't really be, be receiving the host until another half hour within Mass. I'm going to have a cup of coffee. And we can kind of cut corners and treat the fast very lightly as simply like a rule, you know, or some kind of norm that we have to fulfill in order to go up to, to the Eucharist. But let's go deeper. Jesus, help us to understand more deeply the reason for this fasting in order to feast. Because in a way, if we're going to Mass every day, or at least every Sunday, there's like this cycle where we're going back and forth between fasting and feasting, and we're revolving around the bridegroom. Jesus, we want to like dance around you. We want to constantly be looking at you and, and seeing you going away and then coming back coming back to us each time again in the Mass. What a beautiful thing. Now we know that full feasting will only be possible in heaven. Right? Jesus has, in a sense, been taken away from us when he ascended into heaven, when he went back to the Father. And we miss him. And so there's always an element of fasting in our life because the bridegroom is, we're not fully united with him until, God willing, we are united with him in heaven. So full feasting only in heaven. And here we, we celebrate in little ways the fact that the bridegroom is with us sacramentally. He's with us in our soul and grace. But we're always looking, Jesus, forward to that great feast at the end of time. We ask Our Lady, Mother Mary, help us to know how to both fast and feast. Let's not swing too far in either direction, but to have this healthy balance so that we're always looking at your son. We're always looking at the bridegroom. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.
There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 minutes past the hour. This is Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Friday of the 22nd week in Ordinary Time, September 2nd, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. This day of prayer begins right now as we join the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. praise. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us praise the Lord. In whom is all our delight. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people. The flock he shepherds. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Forty years I endured that generation, I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us praise the Lord. 
in whom is all our delight. Punish me. Lord, Lord, in in your your anger, do do not punish me. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not punish me, Lord, in your rage. Your arrows have sunk deep in me. Your hand has come down upon me. Through your anger, all my body is sick. Through my sin, There is no health in my limbs. My guilt towers higher than my head. It is a weight too heavy to bear. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, Lord, in in your your anger, anger, do do not punish me. me. Lord, you know all my longings. Lord, you know all my longings. My wounds are foul and festering, the result of my own folly. I am bowed and brought to my knees. I go mourning all the day long. All my frame burns with fever. All my body is sick, spent, and utterly crushed. I cry aloud in anguish of heart. O Lord, you know all my longing. My groans are not hidden from you. My heart throbs. My strength is spent. The very light is gone from my eyes. My friends avoid me like a leper. Those closest to me stand afar off. 
Those who plot against my life lay snares. Those who seek my ruin speak of harm, planning treachery all the day long. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is, is now, now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, you know all my longings. I confess my guilt to you, Lord. Do not abandon me, for you are my Savior. I confess, I confess my, my guilt to you, Lord. Do not, not abandon me, for you are my Savior. But I am like the deaf who cannot hear, like the dumb unable to speak. I am like a man who hears nothing in whose mouth is no defense. I count on you, O Lord. It is you, Lord God, who will answer. I pray, do not let them mock me, those who triumph, if my foot should slip. For I am on the point of falling, and my pain is always before me. I confess that I am guilty, and my sin fills me with dismay. My wanton enemies are numberless, and my lying foes are many. They repay me evil for good, and attack me for seeking what is right. O Lord, do not forsake me. My God, do not stay afar off. Make haste. And come to my help, O Lord, my God, my Savior. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, is now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Do not abandon us, Lord our God. You did not forget the broken body of your Christ nor the mockery his love received. We, your children, are weighed down with sin. Give us the fullness of your mercy. I, I confess, confess my guilt to you, Lord. Do not, not abandon me, for, for you are my Savior. My eyes keep watch for your saving help, awaiting the word that will justify me. From the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord, See, I will restore the tents of Jacob, his dwellings I will pity. City shall be rebuilt upon hill, and palace restored as it was. From them will resound songs of praise, the laughter of happy men. I will make them not few, but many. They will not be tiny, for I will glorify them. His son shall be as of old. His assembly before me shall stand firm. I will punish all his oppressors. His leader shall be one of his own, and his ruler shall come from his kin. When I summon him, he shall approach me. How else should one take the deadly risk of approaching me, says the Lord? You shall be my people, and I will be your God. See the storm of the Lord his wrath breaks forth in a whirling storm that bursts upon the heads of the wicked. 
The anger of the Lord will not abate until he has done and fulfilled what he has determined in his heart. When the time comes, you will fully understand. At that time, says the Lord, I will be the God of all the tribes of Israel, and they shall be my people. Thus says the Lord, The people that escaped the sword have found favor in the desert. As Israel comes forward to be given his rest, the Lord appears to him from afar. With age-old love I have loved you, so I have kept my mercy toward you. Again I will restore you, and you shall be rebuilt, O virgin Israel. Carrying your festive tambourines, you shall go forth dancing with the merrymakers. Again you shall plant vineyards on the mountains of Samaria. Those who plant them shall enjoy the fruits. Yes, a day will come when the watchman will call out on Mount Ephraim, Rise up, let us go to Zion, to the Lord our God. For thus says the Lord, Shout with joy for Jacob, exult at the head of the nations, Proclaim your praise and say, The Lord has delivered his people, the remnant of Israel. Behold, I will bring them back from the land of the north. I will gather them from the ends of the world, with the blind and the lame in their midst. The mothers and those with child, they shall return as an immense throng. They departed in tears, but I will console them and guide them. I will lead them to brooks of water on a level road so that none shall stumble. For I am a father to Israel. Ephraim is my firstborn. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. A day is coming when the watchmen will shout, Rise up, let us us go go to Zion, to the Lord our God. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Rise up, let us go to Zion, to the Lord our God. A reading from a Sermon on the Beatitudes by St. Leo the Great, Pope. It cannot be doubted that the poor can more easily attain the blessing of humility than those who are rich. In the case of the poor... The lack of worldly goods is often accompanied by a quiet gentleness, whereas the rich are more prone to arrogance. Nevertheless, many wealthy people are disposed to use their abundance not to swell their own pride, but to perform works of benevolence. They consider their greatest gain what they spend to alleviate the distress of others. This virtue is open to all men, no matter what their class or condition because all can be equal in their willingness to give, however unequal they may be in earthly fortune. Indeed, their inequality in regard to worldly means is unimportant, provided they are found equal in spiritual possessions. Blessed, therefore, is that poverty which is not trapped by the love of temporal things and does not seek to be enriched by worldly wealth, but desires rather to grow rich in heavenly goods. The apostles were the first after the Lord himself to provide us with an example of this generous poverty when they all equally left their belongings at the call of the heavenly master. By an immediate conversion, they were turned from the catching of fish to become fishers of men. 
and by their own example they won many others to the imitation of their own faith. In these first sons of the church, there was but one heart and one soul among all who believed. Abandoning all their worldly property and possessions in their dedicated poverty, they were enriched with eternal goods, and in accordance with the apostolic preaching, they rejoiced to have nothing of this world and to possess all things with Christ. Therefore, when the apostle Peter was on his way up to the temple and was asked for alms by the lame man, he replied, Silver and gold I have not, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, arise and walk. What is more sublime than this humility? And what could be richer than this poverty? Though Peter cannot assist with money, he can confer gifts of nature. With a word, Peter brought healing to the man who had been lame from birth. He who did not give a coin with the emperor's image refashioned the image of Jesus in this man. And by the riches of this treasure, not only did he help the man who recovered the power to walk, but also 5,000 others who believed the preaching of the apostle because of this miraculous cure. Thus Peter, who in his poverty had no money to give the beggar, bestowed such bounty of divine grace that in restoring to health the feet of one man, he healed the hearts of many thousands of believers. He had found all of them lame, but he made them leap for joy in Christ. The disciples came to Jesus, and he taught them in these words, Blessed are the poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. My eyes will rest on the humble and contrite man who trembles at my word. Blessed are the poor in spirit, Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Almighty God, every good thing comes from you. Fill our hearts with love for you. Increase our faith and by your constant care protect the good you, gave, you have given us. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 24 minutes before the hour. Today's gospel is coming right up along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on a Friday, September 2nd, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord teaches the scribes and Pharisees that there's a time for fasting and a time for feasting. From the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. The Pharisees and their scribes murmured against his disciples. The disciples of John fast often and offer prayers, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees but yours eat and drink. Can you make wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. No one tears a piece from a new garment and puts it upon an old garment. 
If he does, he will tear the new, and the peace from the new will not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins and it will be spilled, and the skins will be destroyed. But new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. And no one, after drinking old wine, desires new. For he says, the old is good. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, it certainly is true that Jesus had little regard for a person's social standing. A quick read of the Gospels shows that he had friends from nearly every walk of life. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. Jesus had friends among people of all social backgrounds and all walks of life, of all ages and circumstances, from people of high social standing like Nicodemus or Joseph of Arimathea to beggars like Bartimaeus. In most of the towns and villages, the master met people who loved him and who felt their friendship reciprocated by him, friends whom the gospel doesn't always mention by name, but whose existence can be deduced. In Bethany, we find the sisters of Lazarus, whose trusting and at the same time painful message to Jesus is evidence of the strong bond of friendship that they had with him. Lord, he whom you love is ill. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When the master reached Bethany, Lazarus had already died, and to everybody's surprise, Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. Jesus weeps for his friend. He is not impervious to the sorrow of his close friends, nor to the emotional upheaval of someone confronted with the death of a dearly beloved relative. Jesus weeps silently, shedding manly tears, and the bystanders are astounded. We should never tire of considering how much our Lord loves us. Jesus is your friend, the friend, with a human heart like yours, with loving eyes that wept for Lazarus, and he loves you as much as he loved Lazarus. Jesus liked to talk with those people who came to see him or who met him along the way. He made use of those conversations, which often started with something trivial, in order to enter fully into their souls and fill them with love. Anything and everything would be sufficient for his purpose in order to make friends and reveal to them the divine message he had brought to earth. We too ought not to forget that friendship and charity are one and the same thing. They are a divine light which spreads warmth. We can learn from Christ to have many friends taking advantage of every opportunity of simple proximity of work, study, chance encounters, pre-planned meetings. The Christian is always open to others. With a friend, one shares the best things one has. In our case, we have nothing to compare with the love we have for Christ, strengthened over the years through so many hours of prayer. Think of all the things we have said to him and so much time spent beside the tabernacle. Apostolic zeal and the good social graces we try to cultivate should help us find points of contact and understanding with our companions, our clients, with all sorts of people, as well as enabling us to overlook and forget the things that divide. 
We learn to forego gracefully our own point of view in unimportant differences of opinion that could otherwise make mutual trust and understanding difficult. If we regard ourselves as intimate friends of Jesus, it's logical that we would want to know all about friendship and be able, like him, to enter deeply into men's souls. Do we manage to communicate to others the love of Christ which we carry in our hearts? In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. It's 15 before the hour. We pray now with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born, a sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face, and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. 
Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion. O Lord, I have heard your renown and feared, O Lord, your work. In the course of the years, revive it. In the course of the years, make it known. In your wrath, remember compassion. God comes from Taman, the Holy One from Mount Paran. Covered are the heavens with his glory, and with his praise the earth is filled. His splendor spreads like the light. Rays shine forth from beside him, where his power is concealed. You come forth to save your people, to save your anointed one. You tread the sea with your steeds amid the churning of the deep waters. I hear, and my body trembles. At the sound, my lips quiver. Decay invades my bones. My legs tremble beneath me. I await the day of distress that will come upon the people who attack us. For though the fig tree blossom not, nor fruit be on the vines... Though the yield of the olive fail and the terraces produce no nourishment, though the flocks disappear from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls, yet will I rejoice in the Lord and exalt in my saving God. God, my Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet swift as those of hinds and enables me to go upon the height. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion. O praise the Lord, Jerusalem! O praise the Lord, Jerusalem! O praise the Lord, Jerusalem! Zion, praise your God! He has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed the children within you. He established peace on your borders. He feeds you with the finest wheat. He sends out his word to the earth and swiftly runs his command. He showers down snow, white as wool. He scatters hoarfrost like ashes. He hurls down hailstones like crumbs. The waters are frozen at his touch. He sends forth his word and it melts them. At the breath of his mouth the waters flow. He makes his word known to Jacob, to Israel his laws and decrees. He has not dealt thus with other nations. He has not taught them his decrees. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, you established peace within the borders of Jerusalem. Give the fullness of peace now to your faithful people. May peace rule us in this life and possess us in eternal life. You are about to fill us with the best of wheat. Grant that what we see dimly now as in a mirror, we may come to perceive clearly in the brightness of your truth. Oh, praise praise the the Lord, Lord, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. A reading from the letter to the Ephesians. Now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near through the blood of Christ. It is he who is our peace and who made the two of us one by breaking down the barrier of hostility that kept us apart. In his own flesh he abolished the law with its commands and precepts to create in himself one new man from us who had been two and to make peace, reconciling both of us to God in one body through his cross which put that enmity to death. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God. The Lord the Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. The Lord Lord the the Most Most High has has done good things things for me. In need I I shall cry out to him. May he send his strength to rescue me. In need I shall cry out to him. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The Lord the Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. Through the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Through the tender compassion of our God, The dawn from on high shall break upon us. Let us pray. 
let us adore Christ who offered himself to the Father through the Holy Spirit to cleanse us from the works of death. Let us adore him and call upon him with sincere hearts. In your will is our peace, Lord. In your will is our peace, Lord. From your generosity we have received the beginning of this day. Grant us also the beginning of new life. In In your your will is our peace, Lord. You created all things, and now you provide for their growth. May we always perceive your handiwork in creation. In your will is our peace, Lord. With your own blood, you ratified the new and eternal covenant. May we remain faithful to that covenant by following your precepts. In your will is our peace, Lord. On the cross, blood and water flowed from your side. May this saving stream wash away our sins and gladden the city of God. In your will is our peace, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. All-powerful Father, as now we bring you our songs of praise, so may we sing your goodness in the company of your saints forever. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. It's just a little over a week away. An audio mystery for the whole family on the night train from the Merry Beggars. Find out more at onthenighttrain.com. That's onthenighttrain.com. It all begins on September 11th. And a long weekend is coming up for some of you. Be sure to keep it holy. Remember Sunday Mass. Morning air is coming up in just a few minutes. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. You go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. 10 Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.